Welcome to the future of XYZ. I'm your host, Lisa Grelnick, principal and founder of LVG & Co., an independent strategy consultancy based in New York City. Through quick and candid conversations with innovative leaders, we aim to foster new thinking and explore big questions about where we are as a world and where we're going. Welcome to the future of XYZ. This week, we are going to be speaking uh, in honor of International Women's Day about women's empowerment and the future of women's empowerment. We have two incredible guests speaking with us today about the topic, both extremely knowledgeable, both doing amazing work, totally different perspectives. Uh, first, I'd like to welcome uh, Christy Wallace. Christy is the CEO of Elevate, which is a global community for professional women with the mission of closing the gender inequality gap. Uh, she is also an angel investor, investing largely in uh, women. Uh, she's also a member of the UN's Women's Alliance uh, for Global Change. Uh, she's a member of the ICE Institute uh, at her alma mater, Villanova University, uh, as well as being a leadership advisory board member of Girl Scouts of America. So Christy, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me here. I'm excited for this conversation. As are we. And Holly Ruxin is joining us from the West Coast. Uh, that's California for anyone who's listening from outside the United States. Uh, she is a longtime financial expert. She started her career in uh, fixed income derivatives at Goldman Sachs back when that was uh, something that we didn't know as much about as we do now. She spent time at Bank of America and Morgan Stanley before in 2012, starting Montcalm uh, TCR, which is really an amazingly new economy investment firm uh, focused on providing holistic wealth management uh, that truly empowers women. And she also runs a nonprofit called Trevor TCR in honor of her son. Uh, so Holly, thank you also for joining us today. Excited to be here. Yeah, it's great. So I think that the place to always begin, at least for me, when we think about the future of anything is where, what is it and where are we today? Uh, so I'll throw it out to whichever of you wants to jump in first, um, but women's empowerment, the future of it, what is it and where are we? I mean, I'll jump in because I think the work that Holly is doing and the work that we're doing is actually very connected in this conversation about where are we and, and today and what is it? Um, so we talk about empowerment, which is a word I'm going to pull on Sally Krawczyk here that I, I somewhat struggle with uh, to empower is to give someone power. Women have always had power, uh, but we haven't had equal access to exercising that power. And so now it is time that we look at women, um, particularly women of color uh, and, and underrepresented groups around how we remove those barriers, how we create equal access to that power. And in doing so, start to see really an equalizing uh, in our society, in our workplaces and in the world about how we continue to move forward and move forward together. Um, so where are we today? And, and the reason I mentioned Holly and I, uh, this conversation so connected, we've seen in the past year um, due to COVID, uh, the pandemic and racial reckoning and a lot of what's happening in our society, uh, incredibly important light sh shown on women in the workplace um, who was at greatest risk as frontline workers who lost their jobs 
Um, in December alone, we saw 100% of job losses attributed to women who felt that they could no longer meet the demands of the workforce as they are now caregivers, they're professionals, their life is on Zoom, everything is there for, for the viewing. And I know the positive upside to this is we've seen so many conversations about how it can normalize caregiving. It can create new ways of doing business, new ways of measuring success. Um, but I think to get to that place of progress, we first had to be in a place where things kind of fell apart. Um, and we're, we're at that place. We've been at that place. Uh, and, you know, for many of us who work in the gender equality space, you know, we felt like we had been making some strides, albeit very slow. We think there's still a pay gap where women are paid less than white men in the, in the workforce. We still have underrepresentation of women on boards and senior leadership uh, across the spectrum of, of who holds power for talking about empowerment in our society. And the progress towards closing those gaps felt like it was happening, but happening slowly. I think what we see right now is a time where again, the light is shown on all of this inequity and inequality, the foundations of so much that our business and society were built on are being broken down. And we're coming into an age where we're gonna see great progress moving forward. Um, so I'll stop with that and turn it over to Holly because I know she's got some really important insights on this topic. Absolutely. And Holly, I'm really excited also because I think Christy's coming at this from really a community building networking perspective. And I think if we think about inequality and access, you mentioned the word power, you know, in the word empowerment, Christy, and, and power and money are, I hate to say it, but they are intimately related, right? And so the more women have financial freedom and financial empowerment, Holly, I'd love you to talk to that angle of this, the, 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 the more equality there really is. Yeah, it, it's an amazing juxtaposition between everything we're doing. And I loved what you said about empowerment. Women have the power. And, and when it comes to money, what I would first and foremost say is women have the intelligence. And I've been doing, um, I've been on Wall Street for 30 years. I've been doing private client for over 20. And it's always amazing to me sometimes that people will come to the table and their eyes will glass over or they'll think that they don't know. And I think for, for finance, it's the, the power comes from just information, being informed. And then it's engagement is really key. And so what we try to do is we try to make sure that people understand the questions to ask because the questions are not really that difficult. And there's definitely been, you know, by design or not by design, an infrastructure on Wall Street that's made it very difficult for people to really get access to understanding what's going on. Before we had computers and emails, there's just a lack of transparency. You know, one of the reasons for that is finance kind of complicated. And there's a lot of pieces that have to come together to make money move. And it can be very overwhelming. Um, but actually getting women informed is the first step. And the second step is getting them engaged, which is what are your equations? What do you own, earn, owe, and need? What's your math equation? Right. And it's actually not a difficult question to answer. And so many people, and this is for men too, obviously, but, but it's, it's, it's this empowerment comes from being informed and for then being engaged and just stepping up to the table. I mean, I remember um, being at a SOCAP conference and a woman stood up and she said, you know, my mom ran the entire household in India. She had seven kids and she ran all of the budget. You know, she doesn't know anything about money. How do I get her informed? And my answer was, she knows everything she needs to know about money. 
Right. And, and that was just, that was really eye-opening to people, I think. And just, you know, simplifying that, that is going to create so much empowerment so that women can really continue to step into the game where they're already standing. Um, they just need in, information and engagement is the first step when it comes to I love that. I, I, I heard um, someone speaking yesterday, and I think that this, you know, she knows nothing about it. How do I get her informed question is something that women really struggle with, right? We talk about imposter syndrome a lot, you know, a woman will not apply. And I know I'll speak firsthand. You don't apply to a job if you don't tick all the boxes on the job application, whereas a man will be like, oh, I have one of them. You know, and this is a stereotype, but I heard an example given by a lawyer who was giving a talk yesterday, and she was talking about, you know, a room full of uh, employees talking about whether, you know, what they, who was an expert in breastfeeding. And there were like, you know, six women in the room who had kids under the age of two, and not one of them raised their hand. And the only person who dared raise his hand in the room was a man who had a three-year-old. He's like, oh, I watched my wife do it for six months. Like, I'm an expert. And this, you know, this kind of thing happens a lot. So this woman saying, my, my mom raised seven, you know, kids and ran the house in India. How do I teach her about financial budgeting? And you kind of think to yourself, like, there's a lens problem also on the women's empowerment conversation, which is us holding ourselves back, I think. Yeah, I mean, but I think there's also um, the, the, so, you know, talking about community a little bit, you know, part of this comes from the fact that when you're in the workforce, um, and at least my personal experience, you feel very isolated. You may be one of the few women, particularly as you move uh, forward in your career. Um, you're also juggling many other aspects of life. And so it's easy to think, you know, I'm, am, am I the right person for this? Or am I succeeding? Because you don't have a lot of support and community with which to really have those honest and real conversations. Um, that's something central to, to how I got to where I am today and, and why I lead Elevate is we create these spaces uh, and, and we can all do this through your squad, through your friends, you know, building it, that muscle of connecting with your community and, and making space for those conversations is where you're able to say, yeah, I feel like I'm not qualified for this. And then you know there's 10 people behind you saying, oh, yes, you are, you can do this, you're amazing. But we, we, we you know, oftentimes, yeah, have that doubt. And I think, you know, it's important to lean into the community, lean into your support, um, because you can't do it alone. You know, we're already so isolated in, in much of what we're trying to accomplish in the workforce. And we need to break down those barriers and create the support that is cheering us on, that's giving us that advice. Um, we have our squads program, which is an online peer mentoring program. And 80% of the participants, and we're talking thousands of participants have said they're more confident uh, after going through the program. The confidence is directly correlated to spending half an hour a week talking with peers, knowing you're not alone, working through those challenges, working through what's keeping you up at night uh, and feeling like you're making progress. And that's, that's an important aspect of how we look at making progress and equality is listening, having the conversations, knowing you're supported, knowing people will speak up for you and that you'll speak up for others, that locked arms together moving forward. Um, and that's gonna change business and that's gonna change the world. I love that. Um, locked arms moving forward is a really nice visual for the future of women's empowerment, I have to say. 
Holly, I think one of the things from a financial perspective, and, and not only, I mean, you you both have three kids at home. I mean, this is like, you know, women's empowerment is, you know, the, the story of doing it all, but it's not really that. It's about balancing and it's about really finding your own path forward. I think one of the things, if you were to just imagine a future vision, since, you know, a lot of what you're doing at Montcalm is helping to, to, to change the dynamic of, of the financial models and the way that we invest, uh, what would that vision of women's empowerment in the future be? And what do you think is a realistic timeline? Um, you know, just to, to kind of go back to kind of what Christy said in the last piece is, is you know, when we talk about that woman in that example, not thinking that she doesn't know anything about money, that's also, there's been separation been created, right? We're coming out of an age of duality where there's right and wrong and separation and, and women aren't necessarily given agency or sovereignty to kind of, to, to step into who they are. And what you're talking about, that community, that community starts creating a oneness and it starts making you realize that. So when we look towards the future, it's I think it's really two sides of the coin. It's really truly understanding that what is being put in front of us is not just us not leaning in. It, it really truly is looking at a world of duality, of a right and wrong, and also lack of transparency. There, there's a reason that people don't feel like they understand finance because you pick up the paper and there's hundred billion dollar deals. But for someone who's been in it for so long, I can demystify all of that. And we do a course where we, we, we basically within three sessions kind of go through everything there is in the world on money. It's not that complicated. While we do kind of your own money story and, and who you are. So it's the first part of that for the future is understanding that really is a world that you have to demystify and you have to have the confidence to step into because it, it is really been created so you don't feel like you know. And I'll go back to what men show up for me all the time. They don't know anything about what we're doing and in investing and they just trust us and they go for it. And they don't know anything. And women will come in too and feel a lot more uncomfortable about that. Maybe they're smarter and, and they want to. Um, and then the other side of that, again, it goes into using community to give yourself that strength to understand what's going on, to ask the questions. And then also we can start getting into, you know, the flow of capital. I truly believe that capital was created for, for the betterment of our planet. I mean, you can go back to, you know, Aristotle said that the, the pursuit of money to serve your family is honorable and anything past that is dishonorable. You can go to economists to the beginning of time, the French economists, even Adam Smith, that basically said capitalism will, will ruin the world. And to understand that the feminine that we bring to the table, which is very community oriented, is very feminine, but then the masculine on the other side is that's the future. And we as women have to bring our power to the table, not just get and find our, but we have to bring our power to the table to get into this unified world that we're walking into, which is community and networking. And then understand that finance has got to change to that regards too, and not we need to flow for ourselves first understand what we need personally. And then I always say kind of the second derivative of that is, is then impact investing or making sure capital is going to the right place. Capital markets by design is supposed to go to the right place. That's why, it's why it was created to support our planet, to build things. And people right. sometimes forget that. Um, it's just got a little out of whack in the last 50 years, I think. It, it, it most certainly has. And I think that that future of uh, women's empowerment really as the oneness is actually women's empowerment and the equality. And I think work that both of you are doing in your own rights is about leveling up, right? It's not about women being above. This is about a, this is about a unification, if we will. Women's empowerment is actually, it's a rising tides lifts all ships mentality. 
Um, is that is that fair to say? Yeah, I mean, it's about equal access to opportunity, to wealth, to support and infrastructure. It's, you know, our society is not based on equal access and that's what needs to change. And that's why looking to the future, I am very hopeful. I think that, you know, we've seen so much of the systems and structures uh, have, you know, fatal cracks in them after this year. A lot has um, changed and will continue to change. It must change. We can't go through this period and then try to go back to where we were. There's no going back to where we were. It is only moving forward. And so as we move forward, really breaking down some of those barriers and then int being intentional about it, calling it out, recognizing what needs to change, it's gonna be uh, critically important. Uh, I was leading one of our executive roundtables earlier today, senior leaders in business talking about allyship and having real and honest conversations about you know, how we speak up for others. Um, what does that look like? How do we use our voice to create change? And when I was in that room, I was so inspired by who was there and their passion for doing more and for doing better. And that's where we're gonna start to see, okay, you know, leaders are leading with their values, businesses are changing, society is changing, customers and employees are demanding more of the places in which they work and spend their money. We are creating something better. Uh, and that's, that's you know, gonna be for everybody. That's the build back better model for sure. Yeah. What, what are, um, Holly, in, in your estimation, as we think about this, you know, future view uh, and this vision that is much more, you know, equal access, um, what are some of the risks that we're, that you're seeing uh, that, that could derail this? Or what are the things that people can do? You don't want to do it in the current structure. And I think that's really important to understand. This isn't, you know, we can't create equal access in the existing way that we do business and the existing, you know, some of the things they've talked about, you know, C corps, C corps by definition are beholden to shareholder and beholden to profit or B corp, which are beholden to people, planet and profit. So, I mean, there, it's really important that, um, that we don't try to create something better in what exists right now. We have to build new infrastructure. And that takes empowered people, which is why it's the, what we're talking about is so important. We have got to build the structures for the next generations. They're not gonna, they can't get equal access just because finance is a very complicated infrastructure. And you know, when we laud those that making are making billions and billions of dollars and we're not continuing it with a conversation of, you know, is that good for our planet that certain people make, you know, we're still in the eighties of, you know, 16 candles and go get that Porsche and work in Wall Street, um, which is what I grew up in. And as this generation, my generation gets older and the generations get older and the younger people come up, my, my teenage kids have it in their bones. They understand equality. They understand equal access. They want to give it. So we have to question the infrastructure at every single turn. And just because someone says it's so, doesn't make it so. And just because it's always existed that way, and I, I'm talking in money, which is, you know, very few people knock on that door. They just think, and it's complicated. I mean, there's eight custodians in the world. Like there's very few people kind of control the flow of money and they have all the money. Questioning it, that's the risk. Questioning it and making sure we change it. 
We have to change the infrastructure to meet the value system we want to create. Because and that's why I love what I do because I do believe it trickles down to everything. Yeah. And so if we can start there, then that then everything will fix. Um, but though that structures have to change. It's it's a it's a daunting task. I think when we start thinking at a systems level, right? I think we think about community and networking and women's uh, you know allyship across across you know diverse segments of the population. Um, and among women, especially, I think that that's one piece that feels very tangible, very actionable, very individual, um, even though it's aiming towards a community, whereas the changing and tearing down systems and structures and finances that are, you know, kind of hegemonic by their very nature and, and very masculine feels much more daunting. So just to close, because I'm just cognizant of time, if I could ask each of you to share one thing uh, that you'd love to, you know, that we didn't get to talk about today that really leads us towards the future of women's empowerment. Um, I would love you to leave uh, our, our listeners and viewers with that if possible. I'd just say, take a step every day. Everyone who's watching, there's things you can do uh, in your workplace, in your community. If it's calling up a friend uh, and offering support and advice, if it's mentoring someone in your workforce, using your voice to speak up for others, using your power to create and advocate for change, if it's a policy, maternal leave, if it's calling your elected official, if it's running for office, uh, there's many, many things that we can do every single day to be intentional about uh, creating that equal access to opportunity. And it's easy, I think, to go about our lives and you know, buy the products that we buy or spend money where we spend it um, to just you know, punch in at work, although I know you don't really do that anymore. Well, not <laughs> always. Um, but just the change is happening. The future is closer than you think. Yeah. It will be within your lifetime where you, we will see transformational change just think 20 years ago, we didn't even know what an iPhone was and now we can't live without it. Things happen rapidly. Be part of that, drive it. The shared inertia that we can all create is will get us to that future more quickly. So I just encourage you to take steps every day, no matter how big or how small. I appreciate that, thank you. Holly. Um, ditto what Christy said, and I'll just put the tweak on money. I mean, just completely and totally, there's a very simple homework for people watching is know your personal money equation. What do you own? What do you owe? What do you earn? And what do you need to live? And know what that equation looks like. So many people don't know that. Even if you don't, you don't have any money in the bank, know that equation and don't Take no for an answer to not know that. Don't give that responsibility to anyone else. And yeah. everyone can do that and take the baby steps to do it, but you have to get there. Every single person has to get there. We need to teach our children that. And then we're empowered. And then start asking those questions. If you do have savings, what's your money doing? And question it. I mean, a huge tidal wave is coming when, when women and men are empowered to know their own personal equations, know what they do need for their own sustainability, and then can start asking questions about what is their capital doing for the planet's sustainability. It's, it's, it's a demand. It's gonna, the, the, the systems change is gonna come from bottoms up. 
Yeah. So it's, you know, it's one step at a time, but the future is here. I agree. We've got, you know, 20, 30 years of transition. It's happening like it or not. So you can either be in the game and have a great time with it and help it move faster or watch it happen on the sidelines. And I think being in the game is so much fun. I, I, I love, I love, I mean, we could all talk about this, I think probably for eons, um, uh, certainly for a lot longer than the 20 or so minutes that we've been on. But I want to thank you both, uh, Holly and Christy, for joining Future of XYZ today. It's a great episode. I have a very strong visual of one step at a time into the future, locked arms together, of changing systems and building community. Uh, I think it's pretty wonderful vision. Uh, and everyone who's listening and watching, thank you for following Future of XYZ on Instagram, uh, on LinkedIn, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, we look forward to talking to you again next week. And again, ladies, thank you so much. Happy International Women's Day. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks, Christy. Thanks for listening to the Future of XYZ. If you like what you've been hearing, please follow Lisa Grelnick on LinkedIn. Visit future-of.xyz or subscribe to the Future of XYZ podcast on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts.